Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are listening to a Mint production. Brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint Dialogues, a weekly podcast where we focus on the big questions in personal finance and investing. The podcast is a Mint production and is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Hello listeners, welcome to the Mint Dialogues podcast and in this episode we are going to talk about what budget means to you. We are going to focus on the taxation aspects that are covered in the budget. To explain us in simple terms, we have with us Mr. Divya Baveja from Partner from Deloitte India. Hi Divya. Hi. Uh, you know, in your opinion, what is the biggest takeaway from the budget for salaried class or the common man? Okay, so few things for a common man which are there, you know, uh, while people were expecting rate cuts or widening of the slab, that has not happened. But yes, the surcharge for capital gains has been limited to 15%, which is an important thing. Uh, The other important aspect is for people who contribute towards pension or towards annuity plan, disabled dependent. Earlier, you had had to get the money. The, The condition was that when you pay the premium, the money should be payable on the demise of the guardian or the parent. Now they say it is on the on the age of on reaching the age of 60 years. So these are some of the welcome changes which are there. And also when we look at the the issues on COVID, while earlier the government had come out with a clarification, now it has been made a part of the law. Uh, first, you talked mm-hmm. about capping the surcharge on uh, long-term capital uh, assets uh, to 15%. Uh, can you tell us in detail uh, what is surcharge and uh, when is it applicable and uh, what were the taxes earlier and what would be now? So when I say surcharge, so whenever we compute income tax, there's a basic rate and then there is surcharge which is on top of the base, which is calculated as a percentage of the basic rate. So for highest rate earlier, it was, it could go up to 37% of my basic tax rate. Now for capital gain purposes, it has been limited to 15%. So if someone who was in a higher income bracket, where the surcharge applicable was 37%, for that individual, the maximum surcharge will be 15%. So that is how it is. So effective rate for say a long-term capital gain would come down, come to about 23.9% which is uh, saving for the person who is in a higher income bracket, who is subject to a surcharge of 37%. Yeah. Understand. So, okay. 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 Uh, can you also talk about the extended timeline to file the revised IT returns that was uh, talked about in the budget? Yeah. So actually it is not a timeline for a revised return. There is a difference between the two. The timeline for revised return still remains the same. This is more of an updated return where someone feels that if there any income has not been offered to tax inadvertently, 
There, they can file an updated return offering that income which was omitted earlier from taxation. So you have to pay tax on that and you can file within two years from end of the assessment year, which is actually three years from end of the relevant financial year. So if the return is filed within one year from end of the assessment year, you have to pay a tax of 25% on the tax and interest which was payable. And if it is filed after 12 months, but before 24 months, you have to pay additional tax of 50% on the tax and interest which was payable. Okay, this is a benefit, but there are tax implications on that as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is considered as one of the reliefs, uh, but uh, you know, as you said, the taxation or the penalty is still payable. How was it earlier? Why is it considered a relief now? See, earlier you could not have revised your return. So, if suppose there was any income which was not offered to tax, the authorities could go back, and there were penalties which could be there. Now they are saying that if there is, a, this is something like a voluntary compliance, that's what even finance minister alluded in her speech, that if you feel something is missed out, then you pay that additional tax of 25% on the tax and interest, which is there. And therefore, you know, you are then uh, in a better position comparatively in terms of any other proceeding from the tax authorities is concerned. Okay, uh, Divya, uh, you know, before the budget, we were going through some of the budget expectations and uh, we have seen a couple of uh, demands very common in most of the uh, most of the people's uh, wish list. Uh, of course, budget hasn't uh, talked about any of these uh, points uh, in the meeting. Uh, let me ask the status quo on each of these uh, you know, uh, points. The first is uh, everybody expected hike in the standard deduction limit. Uh, so, can you tell us in very simple terms on what is standard deduction and uh, what is the limit as of now? How much can they deduct? So, see, for any salaried individual, uh, when they, you are not allowed any deduction of any expenses. For example, if anyone were to do any business or profession, there are certain expenses which are allowed as deduction. For salaried individual, there is no such deduction which is available for expenses that they may incur. So therefore, there's a standard deduction available for such in, for salaried individuals, which will help in reducing their taxable income. That's what a standard deduction is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the limit? It's 50,000 rupees. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so tax relief, uh, the second point that I would like to ask is that the tax relief for allowances received from company due to work from home uh, were also uh, expected to be considered as a deduction or exemption. But of course, nothing as such has happened in the budget. The demand was that if anyone who is working from home, if you are incurring additional expenditure, whether it is towards electricity or towards your internet charges or towards your any furniture that you have taken, whatever is the additional cost, that should be allowed as a deduction. So therefore, that is something, there was no additional allowance it's given uh, something by something like an, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but it's something like an allowance. It's not incentive, yeah, but they wanted a, yeah, so some companies may give an allowance, some companies we may not. So we will have to see depending on what is the nature of allowance that a company has given and look at the taxability of the same. Okay. Can you give us one example? Say, suppose uh, the company now gives uh, maybe allowance for the Wi-Fi. So or the furniture, uh, you know, to work. Um, so how will it be taxed now in the hands of the See, if anyone, if an employee is given, say, some reimbursement for a furniture to work, you know, if it is given as an allowance, the allowance will be taxable 
one can try and take a position in the return that this is from an official nature and therefore it was reimbursement official expense, but that may not be tenable. So any allowance given by an employer, say towards furniture allowance for working from home, it would still be taxable. Okay, understand. Uh, now coming back to the budget proposals, uh, one of the biggest uh, proposals, what was considered by the investors is that taxing cryptocurrencies, uh, investments in the crypto at uh, the highest slab rate of 30%. Uh, now tell us what this means. I mean, when will the investment be taxed at 30%? And what does it mean by not allowing deductions uh, for taxing this? So, you know, cryptocurrency has been the need of the art and there has been a lot of debate lately on taxability of cryptocurrency on NFTs, you know, non-fungible tokens. So there was a, it was a time for government to tax those because there was substantial income being generated from that. So what the proposal is that any, if someone, anyone transfers any cryptocurrency or a, they call it a virtual digital asset then uh, the gain that is made from that transfer will be taxed at 30 percent therefore there is a special regime on that so you get governed by that regime and only the expense allowable is the cost of acquisition of such asset so no other expense is allowable but cost of acquisition will be allowable as a deduction there's also a provision that if there are any losses through this transaction it will not be allowed to set off against any other income nor can you carry forward such losses. Okay, uh, just to give uh, some understanding to the listeners, uh, set off is something, set off is a provision that will allow uh, setting off the uh, profits that you gain from uh, some capital assets with the loss in another capital asset. Of course, there are conditions to what can be set off against what, but the basic uh, understanding of the set off is that you can lower your tax output by setting off your profit or the capital gains uh, from other losses that you have incurred. And um, uh, Mr. Divya, uh, set off and losses also can be done for other incomes also. So there are separate provisions for my set off of business loss, for my house property loss, capital loss. So there are separate provisions on that. So you are right when you said that in a simple terms that an income can be set off against the loss. So apt, very aptly put, yeah. Sure. Uh, now, uh, a follow-up question on the crypto. So when this was proposed in the budget, there were so many questions on, as this is now under the tax ambit, now crypto is under the tax ambit, uh, is this considered a legal asset by the government now? This is one of the questions that was talked about much in most of the social media platforms. So what do you right. think about that? So the government, the finance minister, actually, when she made the speech, she said that the government is going to come out with a legal framework on cryptocurrencies. So the taxability of cryptocurrency does not make it as a legal framework. So we will have to wait for the government to come out with a legal framework on the cryptocurrencies, which is separate from the tax part. I understand that these are the only budget proposals that are actually uh, concerning the common man. Uh, am I right? Or anything else that we missed? No, these are the key ones which are there, which concern a common man, yeah. Unfortunately, the other expectations which a common man was expecting, whether it's ATC or the widening of tax slabs or reduction of tax rates, that has not come through. 
Okay. Since you talked about ATC, why don't you tell us about uh, what is the uh, you know current limit on ATC and what are the investments or the what are the expenditures that are uh, eligible to be uh, considered as a deduction under Section ATC? So ATC has been there for a long time and there was a lot of expectation to increase the limit. The current limit is 1,50,000 rupees and there are specified expenditure and investment which qualifies for a deduction under ATC whether it is contribution towards provident fund or employees contribution towards public provident fund or specified mutual funds or any insurances, you know. So those are the ones which are typically covered when we look at Section ATC. Sure. Uh, coming to my last question, uh, we would like to understand the process of, a, you know, a budget a finance bill co converting into a, a law, the law of the land. So what is the process? What are the steps that are included in this? Right. So what happens is that the finance bill first has to be passed by the parliament. It gets passed. And then once it is approved by both the houses of the parliament, then it is has it needs the presidential assent. And then only it becomes the law after presidential assent has been granted. Okay, that's clearly put. Uh, as for the past uh, previous uh, experiences or the previous instances, uh, has all the budget proposals uh, been uh, made part of the law or is there any instances where some of the budget proposals are not considered in the law or anything no. in uh, addition to what was proposed in the budget has been added in the law? So has there been any instances so, as such? In the so there were cases where some budget proposals were modified based on the, you know, uh, the representation which were made on certain aspects. So we have seen that happening that you know certain provisions getting modified because of the representation so before it is finally passed some changes do take place at times yeah uh, can you give us a, one example for that uh, there was some uh, when it was released last year for people who were countries with which india where they are not taxed at all some gcc countries so there were some clarifications which were there so some amendments were made you know or some clarifications government came out with that so this is just one recent example so government sure. comes out with clarifications or makes some changes yeah sure sure thank you and uh, just last one more thing uh, there are also uh, labor laws that are expected to come so what are your thoughts on it uh, when is it expected to come and uh, how will it impact a common man or the salaried employee in a you know biggest way what are the what is the key thing that will uh, you know that in, that salaried employees have to look out for yeah so the labor laws were expected to be rolled out uh, earlier in this financial year but many states are coming out with their rules so the expectation is that they will get rolled out in financial year 22-23 important aspect for a common man is the change in the definition of wages now earlier the different labor laws had different bases for calculating the contribution towards that whether it was or a, or a payouts towards that, not only contribution or it could be payouts towards that, whether it was payment of bonus act or payment of gratuity act, you know, or there were different provisions for under maternity benefit act. So now the government wants to unify or unif make the definition of wages uniform on which all the calculations will happen. The biggest change is the gratuity because that is where earlier the gratuity was primarily on basic and DA, but now gratuity will be on the new definition of wages, which will be much higher compared to the basic which was there earlier. So that is where one will see a change and impacting the individuals. Yeah. 
for provident fund the law provides that the current provisions will continue for a scheme of for a year of for a for one year period so there will be no impact from a provident fund perspective where for one year at least yeah great uh, i hope uh, even these uh, new labor laws will also come into uh, effect uh, soon which which is expected to be beneficial to the employees and uh, thank you so much mr uh, divyam uh, thanks for uh, taking your time to explain us in simple terms what the budget means to a common man thank you so much thank you for tuning in we will be back next week with a fresh episode if you have any questions or comments you can reach out to me at neel.b@livemint.com to give us feedback you can reach out to us also on ht smartcast we are present on facebook twitter instagram youtube linkedin and clubhouse to listen to more podcasts log on to htsmartcast.com aur suno naye nazariye se This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for a dollar forty nine. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba da ba ba ba.